Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Yes, is there not enough closure in your life? Do you want to hear us talk about more closure things? Uh, well, we're, we're kind of running out of stuff to talk about, so we need your help. Um, are, is there anything you're feeling stuck on or things that you, uh, a library that you'd like to know more about or um, some concept that um, you, you want us to think through for you? I don't know. Um, let us know. Are you saying we're feeling stuck on topics, so we're reaching out to you, dear listener, <laughs> to help us get <laughs> unstuck? Well, we would like to help you get unstuck on closure. <laughs> or maybe just uh, you need more closure in your life. Yes. But if you relate to any of that, reach us on Twitter at Closure Design. Send us an email to feedback at closuredesign.club or hop in our Closurian Slack channel, Closure Design Dash Podcast. We would love to hang out and banter with you there. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the the big, the C word, the big C word in closure that we like to talk about a lot. And that is collections. No, no just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, let's uh, complexity. Oh, complexity. <laughs> the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Complexity. Yes. Yes, complexity. Abstraction, the thing that creates more complexity while making you feel like you have less. <laughs> <laughs> well, it leaks all over the floor. <laughs> well, it leaks all over the floor. Yeah, complexity. Uh, I think our way into this episode started with an observation that keeps coming up over and over again. Uh, just in, in our own personal conversations, we've seen it uh, in our Slack channel. We've seen it just discussion in the community. Like, where is that big framework? You know, where's the rails of closure? What's, it's, it's like that big framework that everybody uses that we all, you know, point to, oh, well, you know, you, you want to adopt closure because of uh, closure rails, <laughs> you know? Right. And kind of looking around and going, you know, there isn't like that one killer framework in closure. Why, why is, what, what's the deal with frameworks and closure, you know? Yeah, I think I think it really comes down for me at, at ha having been in several different communities. At, I mean, programming language communities. I mean, I've been in lots of non-technical communities also, and it, it's it's very true of any community that that they they have values. They they have things that are important to them, and um, like for instance, Rails has uh, metaprogramming. Rails really embraces metaprogramming, and and Rust really embraces the idea of safety. They really want all the programs to be safe, you know, memory safe, and so closure people. Um, are seem to be allergic to complexity, and I don't know if it's what if it's th that people come to closure and become allergic, or they come to closure because they are allergic. <laughs> um, but but I think a lot of people look at, I mean, I, I, I personally look at frameworks as 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 introducing complexity um, at, 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 to trade off uh, functionality. Like you you want. You want yeah. something to provide for you, and but but by reaching for that, you're you're also inviting its complexity in. Yeah, so I have a theory on on closure and complexity. Like closure is is I think a a magnet. I love the concept <laughs> from economics called a separating function. A separating function is is when two like like different people 
receive the same kind of like circumstance or stimulus, and then they they react in different place different ways, right? So you can separate out group A from group B. And I I view closure as a separating function for people who really really care about simplicity, <laughs> because switching programming languages like if if you don't come from a Lisp background, let's just say adopting closure is going to require a certain amount of uh, difficulty and and readjustment. <laughs> Maybe that's the nicest way to put that. Some complexity. Right? Yeah, it's it's really different, right? I remember I learned Pascal, and I went from Pascal to C++, and I went from C++ to Java, and I went from Java to JavaScript. I like hopped around in all these languages. And um, I think Perl was the one that really sort of threw me for a loop. But let me tell you, Going going from the C like language syntax to the Lisp language syntax, just that alone that that was a that was a pretty strong challenge for me. And so, closure has to give you something that makes it worth making that switch. And I I think it's it's this strong bent on simplicity and and low complexity, like keeping the complexity down. That makes it yeah. feel worth it. That's been I, my experience. So, so it attracts people who who have a strong enough feeling to be worth the switching cost. Yeah, I like I like that. The, to instead of saying that closure provides you an absence of something, which is complexity, that it gives you the presence of something, which is the opposite, which is simplicity, and that and that's what draws um, draws people in. But but why is why is why is simplicity? Why is it why is it better? You know, than like what what. What, what do we want to avoid by avoiding complexity? Yeah, and because <laughs> I think almost everyone I know who's really gotten to closure in a deep way has, has encountered simple made easy at some point in time. So if you haven't seen Rich Hickey's talk, Simple Made Easy, uh, we will link to it in the show notes. <laughs> I'm assuming you have. Uh, oh, yes. But yeah. So yes, simplicity, ri- Rich, Lack of complexity. <laughs> right. Rich uh, in that talk has basically uh, inoculated all of the closure programmers. <laughs> it's a vaccine against complexity. <laughs> and it made us it has made us uh, um, uh, want to avoid it at all costs. I think it's a really yeah, good we'll link yeah, to it. And so because not it's to, something I want you to watch. Yeah, definitely watch it. And not not to go on and on about this too long, but basically I feel that if you have a flirting attraction to simplicity, you may not clear the 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 hurdle of switching to closure, but if you have a a deep <laughs> and strong attraction to com- simplicity, then the obstacles of of switching, you know, your tools and your language and all these things, you know, are worth it. So I think you we we end up with a a like on a, a sociological level we end up with a group of people who are really 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 concerned about simplicity and are very very suspicious of complexity and frameworks are just like the breeding ground of complexity. And 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 I think well, the reason why they are is because they they're trying to solve more problems than the one that the original author started with. Like the more general you get, the more code there is there that you're not going to use. And that code that you're not going to use is going to actually, there's a danger that as your code flies past that code, uh, it'll reach out and, and, <laughs> and grab it and, and, and cause an, an adverse effect that you wouldn't have expected. Um, so I think as things get more right. general, there's a, a, often the, the, they, they tend to get more complex. Like it's just they, 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 you kind of go on that, on that slider that they're, they're, they're directly correlated. 
yeah, what are all the things that this uh, framework is pulling in that I don't need now, but they they will come up at the 11th hour <laughs> when I have the least amount of capacity to deal with them, <laughs> right? That's, right. That's an underlying fear. It's like it's like unused features are our complexity, but also um, an, another mismatch. Another way that they can introduce complexity. I mean, libraries can do this too. Is where there's a mismatch. It's like where I want to do something and I'm actually working against the framework. Like you're coloring outside the lines because your problem is a, is you know <laughs> has different paper. I don't know. Um, and 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 the framework is actually trying to hold you in and you can't get out, you know. So that that introduces yeah. complexity. Yeah, the framework really wants to represent a solution in a certain way that just doesn't fit the problem you're having. And so then yeah, you you have all this all this mapping that you have to do between the the framework and and, and what you need to do. Um it it it's not that closure is completely devoid of frameworks. Uh, so off the top of my head, the, the ones I've heard a lot of are like Pedestal, Hoplon, and Luminous. But it is very interesting, especially like Luminous is really just an amalgamation of, of smaller pieces that didn't come <laughs> from the Luminous team, right? Like like Luminous is, is made up of like Readit, HTTP Kit, Hiccup, Mount, Immutant. Uh, migrate us and other and other like pieces that, that they stitched together it, it wasn't sort of like composed of bare earth <laughs> like rails so to right speak, where, you where know? everything has the same prefix like active or whatever um yeah i think i think the the collection as 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 framework um can work well because um it's just someone's a, like opinion about what things fit fit together well and in lots of documentation about how you know if your problem fits this mold you know you you will you will be able to get pretty far in this yeah and and i think that's a good observation because like it, it isn't even just does your problem fit this mold it's like there's w programming it, we're we're not just solving a problem we're solving a bunch of problems all at once you know <laughs> yes and there's all these areas of concern, right? Like I need to generate markup. How am I going to generate markup? Okay, I need to have state for that component that needs the markup. How do I manage that state? I need to send data back and forth between a client and a server. How do I do that? How do I encode that? How do how do I actually transmit it? You know, I need and and on and on and on. And so what's happened in at least in closure land is, and I would say in programming in general, you end up with these libraries that are that they're like best fit pieces for each of these separate parts of the overall your overall programming problem needs you mm -hmm. know right and and so like for example in routing right you could you could just do plain ring handlers or you could use like composure to to give you a more syntactic routing de de declarative type thing or you could use read it for routing and that gives you some other things right and then one of those might fit your problem space better or not and and now because because of functional programming we really value loose coupling so being able to choose one of those to solve that problem in in my application 
without that thing being deeply connected <laughs> to a whole bunch of other things that come along with it, right? Like a really focused library that just solves that problem of 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 routing, right. for example. Yeah, it's the it's the whole um, complected and decomplected um, thing that Rich talks about in that in that talk. Is that you? You have things that aren't that they don't they don't they don't they don't depend on on other parts of the complexity for them to they they really are single focus. And yeah. I like I like what you said about how we're solving a lot of problems at once. And one of the things that where complexity can really be the uh, a problem is you know complexity can be the enemy of long lived code bases because over the t- over time as your code base. Like the longer it lives, the more likelihood you're going to run into more um, incidental complexity, like complexity that's, that's thrown upon you by by the environment your program lives in, and and so every time you encounter a new, like like now my app needs to reach out to this API to get data. It didn't used to have to do that before, or I reach out to five APIs and now I need to reach out to a fifth, a sixth one, but it's you know a a, a GraphQL. API and all my rest of them are, are are rest ones. It's like, well, now my library doesn't handle that, and and so you if you're if you're too bought into one of those pieces to one of those libraries, you, you your your program is too tied into that complexity. It's going to be really hard to switch into to to handle the, the complexity that your problem space foists upon you because you've yeah invited in you've opted into complexity that your problem didn't didn't make you choose. Yeah, it, it came along for the ride and foisted itself on you, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and so that incidental complexity isn't just about the environmental changes, but it is also about how you bring those pieces together, you know, and so you, you have uh, the, the part of your, your state management solution and your markup generation solution. So now you have these stateful, components, let's say like enclosure script, you know, how do those come together, right? Like what are the edges between those two things? And then you can end up with incidental complexity there. And so, so in functional programming, a big tool we have for managing how, how things come together and keeping that loose so that it doesn't just get all log jammed is composition. And if you think about composition, composition is happening at the, I like to say it happens at the top or think of it as like, like top of the call stack, right? You, you have all of these, these loosely coupled pieces and you bring them together at the high level, but then they don't touch each other anywhere below that. <laughs> like loose, it's not going to be loosely like coupled if your markup generation library knows how to reach over to your state management library and know things. You know, loose coupling is now gone. <laughs> right. If if in the right. middle of your templating language you can make a database call, you know, you're, <laughs> you're right. you have lost you have lost the battle against complexity. Cuz then right. anyone and can do that. Yeah, and so each of these parts they're in their own little, you know, vault of isolation. And they only get to come together and touch each other in the lobby, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and interact with each other, yes. Yes, interact with each other, yes. And, and so that's, that is that the composition part, right? And so what's really cool about that is then you can swap out HTTP kit for ALEF or for CLJ HTTP, right? Depending on which one of those fits your needs, 
And then you're just going to have a little bit of code at, at the high level where your routing logic and your HTTP library or whatever kind of come together and you're not going to have well, this and, deep connection. And, 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 and that, that intersection of those different parts, that is like, it's, it's, it's the, the grand central station of your program. It is, the, it is the part where you're actually providing the most value as a programmer by bringing all those things together and actually making them solve some business need or some, you know, some external, externally uh, imposed upon us need. And I think a lot of times the problem with frameworks is that that intersection where they come together is in the framework. <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's hidden from you. And so they give you like, oh, well, you want to change the way they interact? Well, here's 18 different ways to change the way they interact. Well, as soon as you want a 19th way, now the framework is not serving you. You're serving the framework. But if all, yeah. of you, if all you have is, is these you know, uh, ingredients for a recipe, then it doesn't matter. Like, I want to make a cake that has three layers on it instead of a cake that has two layers. Well, I just use the oven twice or one more time and I get another layer of cake. Like, I can make that decision very quickly as a... As a as a composing programmer, but if it's if it's a framework that only can handle two levels of cake, then there's nothing I, there's nothing I can do to make it handle a third level. And for, now I got to tack my own level on. Now I'm doing my composition right. of a framework and something else. You know. Yeah, and so it's it's that integration behind the scenes that the the traditional I'll just say traditional framework like Rails, where you have all of these parts that are all tightly integrated with each other. Then when you're using uh, part A, you, you don't, you're not totally sure what effects it's going to have on part B and C, <laughs> you know, when, right. when you're using routing and, and then there's some weird interaction between routing and how like the database update gets done, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, what, where did this come from? Like an analogy I like is uh, if I, if I'm uh, in, in the workplace and um, I'm really upset with somebody in the workplace. If I talk to somebody else, you know, about it, are they going to go like behind the scenes and talk with each other? Right. But if I come home and I complain to my wife about the person in the workplace, you know, I, I know, well, that's going to be fine <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, she's in a totally separate, you know, wall of isolation versus the people in the workplace. So, so now you, you start thinking about like gossip, you know, and controlling the narrative and all, oh man, it just sounds, sounds like a nightmare, right? You know, it's like complexity of human interaction. <laughs> so same thing with your framework, right? When, when you touch, you know, one part and it reaches over and hits all these other parts. So I think this is why something like Luminous comes into existence, which is more of like a best practices. Right. I put that in quotes, but it's like, hey, the people who made this really like all these parts and they all work together uh, but they're all fairly self-contained and isolated from each other so that's the sort of quote framework that we that we usually end up seeing in closure yeah and I, and I think I think one of the things that um, so I, I don't I don't want it, this episode to come off as like we don't like frameworks or frameworks are always bad. Um, one, one of the things that I think frameworks really help with is, um, when someone is brand new to the language and they don't even know, they don't even know what, what the possibilities are. Like it's easy for someone who has five years of experience with closure 
to 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 like you said swap out HTTP kit for um, ALF or something like that because they've worked with both of them and they know the the trade offs between those two. But someone who's just trying to get solve a problem, they're not trying. They want to learn Closure and they want to see how Closure helps them, but but they want to do that in a way that like they want to they want to solve some problem. And so they're trying to solve the problem. They're trying to get I don't know a form to submit and they're like. I need routing. It's like, oh, now I got to go figure out which of all these, you know, there's, there's a lot of complexity in that learning. And so I think frameworks have a place for kind of like, so to speak, allowing you to get on board um, and, and, and using the language without having to, to learn everything in isolation. Because if you just think, look, learn routing in isolation, you're, it, it's kind of like, you know, when someone tells you, you know, uh, some altruism, but they don't tell you the story that, that resulted in that. It's like, well, I, okay, I think that's good, but I don't understand why. why. Why would I trade out one of these for another? Yeah, it's that prescriptive aspect of frameworks is really nice. You know, just just do it this way, follow these steps, and then you're gonna you're gonna have your web application that you want to make, and, which and, which is 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 worth doing at some level, right? Because you're gonna learn by doing that. And and it will be complex. It will be you'll 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 use it for a while, and then you'll run into something that you're trying to go outside the framework's boundaries, and 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 then you will learn through positive experience that complexity is something that you have to deal with. Um, but 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 until you get there, it's like you can't be afraid of something that hasn't scared you yet. You know, you have to you have to walk into the haunted mansion. You know. And, and, and be scared by something before you, oh, oh, that, that's, that's what this is going to be like. And then, you know, the next time you go to a haunted mansion, that's what, what you're, you're kind of expecting it. But you have, to, you have to experience it first, I think. It's hard to communicate that with just words. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't been really burned by complexity, then, then you don't, maybe closure doesn't have a lot for you yet. You know, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe the anti-framework doesn't have a lot for you yet either. What's nice is to search for, uh, there's a lot of example, you can search and find example projects out there that bring different pieces together. That When I was first learning how to make a web backend enclosure, that's what I did. I found things that, oh, okay, well, we use component and HTTP kit and composure and here you go. And now, and now you can bring this stuff together. Uh, that that's nice because I liked your analogy of the Grand Central Station. You know, where 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 all these all these nice, simple, isolated pieces come together. Sometimes it's really hard to imagine how they come together, <laughs> and seeing somebody else's example weaving of those it is extremely helpful. And and you can find that through example projects and get that same benefit too. Right. Instead, instead of reaching for a framework with all of its documentation and, and everything, you can just go read, you know, three or four example applications and kind of, and then you'll get a sense for how they're different, how they're the same. Yeah. And so I think for, for long lived programs, you definitely have to manage the complexity. I really like the concept of opt-in complexity enclosure, right? Because it's very difficult to say no after you've said yes, <laughs> right now, <laughs> now it? your stuff is is woven in there. You know, yes is yes is forever. <laughs> no, no is temporary. Yes is forever. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can say no, 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 no to complexity, but once you say yes to that complexity, it can be very hard to weed out of your code base. And so, um, it 
frameworks might be a good way for learning, um, example projects for learning, but then you have to figure out like what are the pieces of this program that are going to undergo the most change? How can we isolate them from the rest of the program and compose them at that high level instead? Yeah, yeah, as as late as possible. We talk about I.O. at the edges, you know. I.O. is a good, right before you do I.O. is a good place to do that composition because then then you know exactly what needs to go out and then the grunt, the I.O. grunt will just handle it for you. Yeah, so uh, like a, we, in what we end up doing, what we end up working on, um, we have ended up making these data pipelines where we have these stateful workers in this data pipeline because that fits our problem very well and we can we can change things out in the data pipeline and flow different data through the pipeline that worked out well for us but each of those workers doesn't know anything about the other workers other than what messages it may or may not receive through the pipeline you know and and then they get composed sort of as the last step when we wire up the pipeline but that idea is you're 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 solving the problem in isolation and then you connect it using composite some compositional mechanism as that last step to glue it all together right and 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 not using a framework or a you know a big large library means that the code that we write is just the code that is needed for our, our problem and then when we want to add like when we're going to solve a slightly larger problem that we write slightly more code. We don't have to then figure out what parts we op- what more parts we need to grab in from the framework or whatever. Yeah. So a uh, funny illustration always comes into my mind for complexity is in Monty Python when they walk up to the bridge and and they're <laughs> like, "What, you know, is your favorite color?" and the and the guy, oh, I can't remember. He's like, "Red." Oh wait, no, I mean blue, you know, and wow, he goes flying off into space into the ravine yes into the ravine right it's like complexity it's like oh yeah sure yes oh oh wait no i mean no as you're flying off into the ravine <laughs> to your tomb oh man <laughs> yes usually it's, in the middle of a production outage um yes and and while your company's losing money yeah that's that's the ah uh, part of it <laughs> Right. Oh, we should use that shiny new thing. <laughs> Boring technology is for suckers. <laughs> We're going to have an edge by using this bleeding alpha thing that just got announced yesterday. <laughs> right? Oh, oh you'll man. have an edge, all right. <laughs> you'll be on edge for months. <laughs> that edge is going to cut off your arms. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, what do you think about complexity? How have you managed complexity? What's your view of complexity? Do you relate to what we're saying in this podcast? Do you, do you feel like, oh, yeah, no, that, that fits my experience? Or you're like, no, 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 you just don't get it. Well, we want to hear from you on your thoughts on complexity. Yeah, send us your questions and uh, send us your, um, your, your, simple and, uh, your simple thoughts about complexity. <clears throat> Uh, it, or if there's anything else you're curious about, please reach out. Um, you can send us a tweet at Closure Design or an email at feedback at closuredesign.club or hop into our Closure Design dash podcast channel on the Closure in Slack and um, let us know your thoughts on complexity there. Yeah, and go check out our show notes for this episode at closuredesign.club where we will link to the different projects we mentioned and uh, Rich Hickey's excellent talk on Simple Made Easy. Uh, Just in case you haven't heard that yet, uh, you should definitely give it a listen.
Yep, definitely. Okay, we'll be back next week to answer another question or talk about another topic. Thanks for listening. Thank you.